SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. Counter charges to assault and intimate partner violence. Topic number one for this evening. Advocate Brenda Madumisa, Director of Wise for Africa. National shutdown of universities. Mr. Ola Mechamakulu, National Spokesperson for the EFF Student Brigade. Hashtag the African Narrative. Essays Chairpersonship of the African Union, Mr. David Letzoilo, Acting Head, Institute for Dispute Resolution in Africa at UNISA, will be in conversation. That is the lineup for this evening's show. Good evening, everybody. 28th day of January. Songas on the viewpoint here on SAFM. First up, Advocate Brenda Madumisa. Ma'am, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening to the listeners. We're talking ultimately about domestic abuse. It's always a problem in a lot of societies, no less that of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give us a background as to the kind of problem we really are experiencing in this country? What is certainly not reported because I suppose in the absence of just continuous reporting, people think it doesn't exist as much, whereas it still does. And it's a serious social problem. Yeah, it's it's a daily occurrence. Um domestic violence, um, sexual assault, sexual violation, and most of it, I mean, if you look at the comments, songs around the Kobe Bryant and that um, the the rape matter surfaced, and everyone is is saying, everyone thinks that it should not have been Kobe Bryant, it should have been someone who is a rugged, a a um, a monster, uh, rapist. People who abuse us are, are men who walk with us, who talk with us on a daily basis, who sleep with us uh, in certain instances. So unless we 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 remove this imaginary man uh, from from the conversation, we 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 are not going to get it right, right? Because it happens with people who are very close to us, people that we know, who are intimate partners to 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 us, right? And and we need to acknowledge that and confront it for for what it is and and stop hiding behind when it's someone else. If it's songers and I know songers are quite well, I then tend to disbelieve and 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 explain it away. But when it's the next person that I don't know, I believe that that man would have done it because of his social standing or. Or, or his educational background, or whatever. So it, it you know, violence knows no class or or, or status. It 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 it's it, it's it's been violent to another human being. And of course, when we talk about violence in South Africa, when we talk about femicide in particular, yeah. we rank very highly, highly in the very negative sense, or very lowly in the negative sense. Just yeah. Depending True. on which way you want to look at it. Let's have a conversation then at, before we get into the criminal discussion of it all, especially the phenomenon that is now growing every time that there is an assault laid, there's an assault charge laid by one partner against the other, you find as a way of defeating the ends of justice and a way of just mudding the waters, counter charges come through. And as at that point, the officer who's 
collecting the evidence or receiving the statement has absolutely no way of not considering the counter charge that has been laid by the other spouse. So before yeah. we get into the depth of that criminal discussion, let's talk at a social level. What contributes to this number of cases, assault, gender-based violence, domestic abuse in this country, high rate of femicide? What do you attribute it to? I mean, the work that you do as Wise for Africa would, from an advocacy perspective, be in a position to gather all this research and data yeah. and material and have institutional partners who will then be lobbying with you in at least getting the message out there that we have a crisis on our hands. No, very true. And, and uh, there are a number of structural drivers to gender-based violence or violence against women. Um, so let's just talk about a few of those that contribute and drive uh, gender-based violence is one is is alcohol right it, it doesn't cause the the violence but it 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 contributes right uh, it's it's the masculinity itself and patriarch itself in how we're brought up and socialized that plays a part in how men view women and how we relate to each other right um you you have combination of other things like uh, drug abuse contributing to 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 uh, gender based violence you have the economy itself i mean uh, poverty inequality uh, contributing being some of the structural drivers of gender based violence but in at the end of it all it's a system that we talk about and the patriarchal system that has been with us for over 300 years that has led to how you and I relate to each other and how you view me and you think that you have control over my body and everything that is about me. The cultural practices that we have had for so many years that still tell us that women are commodities and they must be paid for for them to be partners and and all of that so all of these things contribute to uh, to this violence against women and at the center of it is a system patriarchal system that continues to de degenerate and subjugate women let's talk about the institutions that remain entrenched for whatever reason be it at the social level be it at the professional level be it at the political level that doesn't allow us then to grasp the issues as you have outlined for us. What is it about the South African society that remains so entrenched? We've accepted it as a norm, yeah. but is in fact part of the problem that gives us this catastrophe, gives us these numbers of which no society ought ever to be proud of. One is religion, the churches, right? Uh, we preach uh, a church uh, and we tell uh, congregants and especially uh, women how to behave and, and conduct themselves in the church and when and it goes outside of, of, of that is the schools themselves where young women uh, young kids for instance are, are, are taught and told how to how to behave with teachers relate to boys and girls differently in the schools uh, even at home it starts even at home where you and I would know that we were brought up and socialized to believe that uh, you only can dress a boy in blue and a, a girl in, in pink. And if you look at those colors, they've got a message that tells us because if you look at the color pink and most of the time when you want to find out what 
pink represents you find it's a very soft um and and it's a rose so it's a flower um and when you look at blue uh, it's it's about when you look at the sky you look at the ocean th- those are powerful uh, forces uh, and and the color is blue so we we learn all those things from from early on in our lives and we see how our parents uh, behave towards each other as husband and wife and uh, we 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 take all of those things from from home to the school to the churches to the workplace and even in our political spaces in our trade movement that's how we we behave so what we have seen in 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 my life as a as a as a young girl what i've seen i've seen a father figure who's supposed to be in charge and in control and in fact behaved in that way and a, a mother had to be different and and make sure that uh, they create a home and make the home uh, warmer right the man must go out and behave uh, in the manner that he felt uh, it was appropriate for him to behave and no one held him accountable right the women were held accountable the husband will demand answers why is it that i don't have my plate of food on the table why is it that the kids have not been taken care of so the 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 socialization and how we we bring up uh, a, a our children has contributed over the years and and this is what you find in the institutions um what we see out here whether it's in politics is masculinity that comes up uh, that comes into the into the front a powerful mad lead uh, uh, nations uh, um and and powerful men are the ones who uh, f- um you know come up are trailblazers in research they uh, they find things uh, so that's 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 the picture that any young girl or woman sees on a daily basis and is confronted by that on a daily basis. I'm going to ask you for a favor once we're at it. The time is now 2016. The reason I'm going to ask you for this particular favor is because I don't want to drive the discussion as a man in a conversation that for the most part not necessarily discredits men but engages men to be better for themselves, first of all, as humans, and to be better for the society in which they live, particularly their wives, their mothers, their daughters, their sisters, their everything that is woman. Can you please ask mm-hmm. our fellow sisters, our fellow women, our daughters, your sisters, your mothers, right. to call in and contribute to the show? I okay. do want it to be a discussion that is driven by the voice experience perspectives and views of women i simply want to mediate the conversation i simply (laughs) want to be the conduit between those who are at home and yourselves and your views i want to be the conduit between a legal consultant with over 25 experience in business development operations strategic planning and transformation in addition to leading an investment company focusing on PPPs mining financial services and hospitality of course I'm talking about Brenda Madumisa right now she's also served as chairman of chairperson I beg your pardon yeah. chairperson <laughs> of various organizations boards including but not limited to Busa and the list goes on current charges to assault and intimate partner violence that is a conversation we're having this evening we of course having a bias towards the perspective, the experience, the voice and views of women in this conversation. My name is Songa Zamapetra and I'm with Brenda Madumisa. After this short, short, short little break, hopefully we'll have a voice note. Hopefully there will be a lady on the line calling to give us her experience, to ask a question or to contribute to what part of society she comes from and what challenges they are facing there and how, better yet, they have been able to create a better narrative out of what otherwise for the most part remains a stigma in South African society. That is intimate part Partner violence, gender-based violence, and domestic abuse. Stay tuned. Songhe Zomabe on SAFM. 
Advocate Brendama Dumis, the director of Wise for Africa. Do you want to call on our sisters, our mothers, and our women to call on this show and to engage you? How do you want them to engage? You want to set the terms out there? Do you want to call? Yeah, I think uh, I've I've just done that via WhatsApp to all uh, the many women that I know to to do so. So I'm hoping that they would call. Though for those of you listening, whether you are in Welcome Tabong, whether you are in Lusikisiki, with in in Tata, in Polokwane Sisheho, in the Northern Cape, Kimberley, Appington, Kuruman, uh, in Rustenburg, uh, Mafikeng. In Nelspreit, uh, um, in Gauteng, Pretoria, Mamelodi, Soweto, Val, Mohale um, City, please do call in uh, this evening and listen to myself and Song as we're having a conversation that should continue to happen on a daily basis. Of course, the number to dial is 0891-104-207. If for whatever reason, which I don't encourage, you cannot call or do not want to call, at least drop us a voice note on 0614-104-107. And on point of voice notes, I understand Brafinius has one voice note lined up for me before I read a couple of messages that have also since come through in the context of this conversation. First up, the voice note. Sungezu, your guest needs to get to, to stick to the facts. The issue of Kubi Bryant when he was accused of rape. The witness, the accuser, she decided that she, she no longer wants to testify. And the prosecutors brought the case. Kobe Bryant was never convicted of rape. So this thing of saying Kobe Bryant raped a certain person, that is not true. The, the court never ruled on it. So how is she going to say that Kobe Bryant raped that accuser? That's false. You know, before we get into a conversation which I'm not at all well versed in, and for the most part, I actually don't even want to get into, can we agree after your response, Sis Brenda, that yeah. we're not going to say anything in relation to Kobe Bryant? I've got yeah. my views in relation to the story, not necessarily the figures in the story, as to the power dynamics inherently at play in a kind of story like that, where you've got a mega sports superstar who's got money to burn and the media backing to boot that comes with that versus a woman who has effectively only herself to back herself up against, irrespective of what the truth is, the fact that the power dynamics at play in such a situation, call it whatever else you will, if you prefer, it is never going to be a great conversation because inherently it's going to expose, if not just de denigrate the conversation that we're actually trying to have. Respond once and finally, and then we move on, please. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, the, the the call or the voice note that we just received missed the point that I was making. Uh, one was not uh, making an assertion on the guilt or not guilt of Kobe Bryant. Was pointing to the fact that we the, 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 those people who abuse us, the men who abuse and are violent towards women, are not strangers, are not monsters. They are men who walk with us and talk with us on a daily basis, and that's the point that I wanted to make. We expose our children to violence in our homes. Love expressed with aggression and our mothers staying and boy children just model what they see. Boys must be strong. Strength being aggression. Honestly, the way we are raised plays a huge role in the violence we see. That's a comment coming through from Tato in Johannesburg. Do you want to respond to Tato's comment there, please, Sister Brenda? It's, it's very true. I mean, it's, it's how, what, how we bring up our, our, our kids uh, and... Um, you know, song as on a daily basis, they, the, 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 the images that we see are about 
about men representing power and and the women being powerless and and those are images that we're trying to change and for men and women especially men to see women for the human beings there are and and not a, a an individual not a in an individual a person to be controlled and to to have a say on how she should represent herself how she should talk what she should say how she should sit and and deciding on what to do with her body um and and these are the things that we continuously do men uh, decide on what should happen with us and what is it that we think and how we think I'm going to ask this question, which is going to throw a spanner in the works. Whenever there's domestic abuse, there is a breakdown in a relationship between two people. And I think for the most part, it is well documented and there's evidence to that effect, academic, empirical, of any kind, it's there. Even the lived experience and reality for most, that men are a strong agent in the problems that society has. From your experience, though, because it is a relationship that has broken down, what role do women play in this breakdown of intimate partner relations? What role do women play in the statistics that we share as a society in terms of the high rate of femicide, the high rate of domestic abuse and violence generally in the home? Let's get a perspective which is not often talked about, yeah. but nonetheless is a factor because ultimately it is one of two people, at least, who are party. Yeah. And it, it will differ from case to case, right? Uh, in, in, in most instances, and correctly, you've correctly pointed out, it will be two people who are in a relationship uh, having a, an argument and a fight, right? Uh, the point is it then becomes physical, right? Uh, because most of the time we have had uh, men who have committed acts of violence against their partners saying that they never had the tools to on how to deal with an argument and how to resolve an argument, right? So no one ever told them how to um, mediate a a, a, a a dispute, right? Uh, so most of the time when it happens between the two parties, because it, it starts with an argument, uh, there's screaming, there's shouting, and then uh, it, it then gets to a point where it becomes physical. Now, in most most times when it happens, you women are powerless because the man has got the strength um to 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 bash you against the wall for instance i mean like this morning i dealt with a, a case of a, a woman who had to leave and get herself into a taxi and go back home to nelspreet because she was badly beaten by by the husband and could not defend herself because she she couldn't right so it it it, it happens because both parties were were fighting whereas as it normally happens in a relationship that you would have exchanges of words sometimes that those words are not are not are not are very nasty and are not good for 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 each other but it happens the point is why does it have to be physical right where you would then um throw punches and slap and and all those things and when that happens in 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 certain instances the some some women will take whatever weapon that they find in the house and throw against the the person oh and 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 it and, and it happens and it it brings back it brings us to the discussion for tonight where you then have when when that has happened where i have been bitten and bruised uh, and i might have thrown a um, a plate or a, a lamb uh, 
to your direction. Um, and I go ahead myself to open a case of abuse, and I have I have uh, been examined by a, an, a doctor, and I show the police that I have been um, physically assaulted. And once I've done that, then you come back to say, she also assaulted me and you open a case and that's 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 what we have been we have been seeing uh, and it's happening at a, at a very um, fast rate at the moment counter charges to assault and intimate partner violence the conversation evolves advocate brenda madumisa director of wise for africa we are in studio both respectively myself in pretoria and brenda in johannesburg we have our first caller and no surprises there it's a man kgm good evening Good evening, Songhez, or good evening to your guests and to the listeners. Good evening. You know, I I liken I liken the uh, the, the the denialism of men who purport not to see or recognize the abuse of of women to maybe people who benefited, like probably white people who benefited generationally and when you talk to them they'll be like i, I don't know song as if you know any white person who has taken responsibility to say oh yes i've benefited from apartheid it, it it's almost a similar painful situation but being perpetrators us as human beings as people i think the the appeal to our conscience will will have more impact way much better than the the systems or systematics or structures that are put in place which only goes as far as the the acknowledgement coming only because you you are inherently a perpetrator when you're not a perpetrator um i, I would say it doesn't mean when you you you're a thief and you haven't been arrested you're not a thief now, now you've got those kind of scenarios where a person enjoys abusing people, but because they haven't been arrested, because the, the, the victim hasn't gone or gotten the strength to, to expose this perpetrator, and this perpetrator believes in their minds, in their hearts, that they, they are not guilty of anything. Now, here's the danger, Songhez, and I think this is where we have to deal with this issue on a regular basis yes you then have men in positions of power who are the biggest culprits when it comes to this but because of the socio-economic challenges our women are scared to life to say if if kgm abuses me but at least you know that word that i hate song so at least at least he, he does A, B, and C for me. At least after doing it, he apologizes. It, it, it gets inculcated in you as a, as a lady to a point where you normalize it, and you're not only normalizing it to yourself, but you're also normalizing it to KGM, who then sees this as nothing wrong. And, and I think if we can deal with it mm, from the mm. level of the leadership, we, we, we can get somewhere in making practical examples, Songhez. 
How do you respond to that, Sister Brenda? Because, okay, Jim, at least on the last point, makes comment or at least highlights the fact that even in relationships between two people, the social purchase is not necessarily always the same. That's why certain concessions are made, at least what KJM is sort of lamenting. The fact that somebody can do all of those things, the woman is still going to make the concession on that person's behalf. At least he is still able to do that. What lends itself to that lack of purchase in a relationship of two people where ostensibly it ought to be equal, it ought to be mutual? You know, I've I've asked myself that many times because I look at my relationship and and, um, trying to understand why I would not have agency in in the relationship, right? And, uh, And why we think that the other party has got more power and say over you and you, 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 this is not a relationship, it's not mutual uh, respect and and, um, um, just two people talking to each other and and relating to each other, right? So when, if you look at a relationship and and look and see it from a, a point of where it's it's got uh, a number of 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 um and i'm looking for the appropriate word because i mean, i see it every time where we 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 outsource even how we feel and how we want to relate to another human being to that particular human being we want them we we are too scared even to tell them how we feel when they have angered us and um so we we, we we have this romantic thing about falling in love that we, we think falling in love means that you have you don't have a saying or you don't have agency yourself right and society uh, even the friends that you keep when you 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 relate to them how you are being treated they then say no give him a chance because you know maybe he doesn't understand even when you go to your family you say to them this man beat me up yesterday and they say to you no you, what have you done what did you do to him so the first question it's 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 you what did you do right no one gives you the opportunity to to to, to really explain or, or share with them what you are going through that you you are being blamed yourself right you, you are being you are the, the the wrong party you must have done something wrong to this man because this man has been good to you this man takes care of the family this man we have seen him uh, in society how he interacts with the rest of other people in 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 and and, and surrounding him so you you are the problem. So this is what we do to women, that on a daily basis, they must look at themselves and we keep on placing the burden on them that they there must be something wrong with the women because they don't know how to please men, right? And so we walk into relationships and, and, and I think most of us, uh, our, our understanding of relationships is what we saw in our parents or uh, friend, the parents of our friends, and we had a, this, and we have watched uh, the bold and the beautiful, and think that that's what we we're looking for, and not understanding um, how how, and and it's just that it's not just women only. I think even men themselves. If I ask the question, who taught you how to? Um, to to be romantic, uh, how, how, who taught you how to treat a woman? How, who taught you how to have an intimate, um, you know, a relationship with a woman? All of us, 
uh, were never taught. We got it from reading uh, 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 magazines. We got it from talking with friends. Mm. Uh, we never, uh, our parents never had a conversation with us. So all these things we learned from from everywhere else, and we keep on. We are we are work in progress, and and we have learned bad behavior, and we try to we are trying to correct it today because even with our children. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt you there because I have to take a couple of calls on 0891-104-207 before I go to Ngangom Mhlaba from Zimbabwe, M. Tata. I do wish to caution our listeners that there's another five minutes or so left of this particular conversation. So if you do want to get your views through, please do so very quickly on 0891-104-207. Ngangom Mhlaba, M. Tata. Mhlaba, good evening. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm interested to touch on the relationship between uh, the young women in the professional environment. I understand that Dusis Brenda is a highly acclaimed professional, particularly, of course, black professional to qualify it. But there's an interesting phenomenon in the workplace as I discuss with my girlfriend about her experiences in the workplace, mm-hmm. not to seek to speak on her behalf. But the interesting thing here is that, is for example, the professional ideas and identity of an individual that is stolen by senior colleagues. That's number one. Number two, the the struggle of young women to express themselves at the workplace where there's a notion of ageism, particularly within the black community versus the white community. Now, you find that a young black professional who come in these places uh, as women express their views, express their ideas, and they're undermined by their white colleagues, particularly within the academic field. And yet, the, the, the black senior uh, individuals, they don't protect and defend these young women. And yet, when they, they, they are outside the boardroom, you find then the silence and the, this openness to say, look, uh, I, I have heard your views, but the question is that why do not why do you not speak openly in the boardroom? You know. Now, I'm saying it is, it would be interesting if Brenda can be able to explain this silence by senior black executives in defending young professionals when they are abused through ageism, as well as the idea that they are the, the, their ideas are not taken seriously. What do they do Excellent. as yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Let's take a couple of voice notes that have since come through before we return to Advocate Brenda Matumisa, a director of WISE for Africa. Two voice notes, please, Blafrini. Hello, Sangeza. Sorry, but I think your guest is generalizing there when she says children are copying this from their parents. I'm a 59-year-old man. I'll never, and I had never raised up my hand against a woman. Never. And I'll never do that. That's how I grew up. My father was a very loving kind of a person. And uh, the problem here lies with the government, the black government and the black society, because I'll tell you what, we never experienced such crimes at this level prior 94, because the government was harsh. Now, this black government is very lenient. That's where the problem is. Thank you. No. Next voice note, please. Afternoon, Zonges. The problem starts when when a man hit a woman, the advice will be go straight to the police station and report that monster. 
again when a woman hit a man the advice will be just move away from her leave her alone we must start there and balance those things it must be equally thank you Medicine Gamtombeni says, so you all think this constant men bashing will end GBV? Haven't you realized that you've been doing this one-sided thing for years and the problem is getting worse? Hi, Kubeganim Tlegaz, currently tuning in on my favorite station. Can I get a hoodie or jacket or anything as long as I am on SAFM logo? Thank you so much to Donald, the CEO. Those are the comments coming through from Twitter, from our voice notes, and a couple of calls. Sis Brenda, you want to reply? Yeah, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> We, we can never blame government for how we, we behave as human beings. The issue of violence has been with us for over 300 years. We have kept it. We have, we're silent about it as, a black, as, as, as black people for a long time because we believe that if we do talk about it, we are exposing our families. We're bringing our families into disrepute. So it can never have happened after 1994. It, has, it had been going on for too long. We know of in our families of uncles, of brothers, of fathers who have molested their own children, have molested the uh, other members of the family. So let's 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 stop with this thing, thinking that all these things only surfacing now because there, there is democracy, or we can we 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 have we have a constitution. No, it had been going on for for a long time. We're talking about it because and it's it's happening and it's out in the open precisely because the silence has to stop. We have to talk about it because there are a number of there's a number of women dying on a daily basis. You've got women being killed just because they're lesbians, right? You have a woman being killed because she's she's a transgender. You have a a young child, a, a two year old, being raped, and and we we keep on thinking that it, it rape has got to do with what you are wearing. Men rape children who are two years old who are four years old so if we are to address this scourge of violence against women and children in this country we have to confront our demons and stop sugarcoating it and and explaining it away and excusing it let's deal with it and ask ourselves why is it that all of us know the woman who has been beaten who has been raped but we can but never, never know say the man the man never Okay, I'm going to go to, unfortunately, we are running out of time. In fact, we have run out of time. But as it happened, for whatever reason, I still oh, can never get called. it. No, well, we've got callers. But interestingly enough, they are a woman, Miss Nyati, calling us from Gauteng. Good evening to you, after which we shall take a call from somebody who has featured on the show as a co-host, in fact, none other than Leanne Mateis. Miss Nyati first, Leanne Mateis second. Short and snappy, please. Your thoughts. Hi, good evening. You're speaking to Miss Nyati. I just want to say that I have the greatest of respect for that woman and the organization that she represents, okay? Uh, she's Thank doing you. so much. She's exposed to so much. There is so much that she knows that is going around in the country and in some institutions in the public service. For Excellent. instance, I want to touch on the issue that the previous caller mentioned about, you know, uh, young men going into companies and they're being undermined and the executives are not doing anything. I want to say that it didn't happen with where we were with other women. We were senior women, we were executives, we stood up, and there's a price to pay. And that's where in that lady who's sitting across you, Brenda, came in into the picture, and she's been trying to help us to fight this whole thing.
So yeah, that's my thought. Miss Nyati, thank you so much for your thoughts. Final call for this evening, at least on this segment, Leanne Mateis. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back. It's been a while. Well, you haven't invited me back. <laughs> when is the I told you when you left, you have a standing invitation, Leanne. No, I'm sorry. When you left, I told you you have a standing invitation. I told you when you left, you have a standing invitation. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. And I mustn't take over your job. Thanks for the uh, for taking my call. And um, just to stick to, and just once again, just a thumbs up to Advocate Brenda for the work that she's doing in terms of this horrific gender-based violence we're having. And I know I don't have much time to talk about all the millions of things that I would like to talk about it. Um, my takeaway point, and I think the most important thing, is that we have a patriarchal system that is, reinforced by our legislation and it's not just in South Africa it's also just worldwide that the burden is on women to monitor, to maneuver to redefine men's behavior so don't wear short skirts so you can avoid rape Uh, Go and today I was just talking to Advocate Brenda about to say this thing about maintenance for example and I know we're not on the subject but Mm. if a woman hasn't put in a maintenance claim and it hasn't been paid forget it so it only comes into effect the day she goes to court and puts in a claim so a man is free and a woman can only go seven years later eight years later to do it and he's off for a whole eight years so i'm just saying we have like a whole structure of patriarchy that and uh, we have a government and we have legislation that protects that so our takeaway point is that we also just need to to deal with that and we are going to deal with it and very decisively and that caller who put in some points about we must stop with men bashing it's not men bashing we are the ones who are being raped and abused so what must we do how do you call it men bashing when we are the ones who are being murdered and killed every day Excellent thoughts. Thank you so much, Leanne Mateis, former Treasurer General of the Economic Freedom Fighters. And I will say for now, until she changes that, she's a <laughs> former talk show host of The Viewpoint, together with Songa Zumabek. This is Brenda, your comments on some of the calls that have come through, Miss Nyati specifically, as well as Leanne after. Uh, uh, Miss Nyati is, is spot on, and I think the, the more... the me, uh, we, we all have to stand up when we see injustice, right? And no matter whether you are a man or a woman, if you are in corporate South Africa and you see the treatment of other young women in the organization. I mean, sexual harassment is rife in, in corporate South Africa and it's, it's literally um, being, not being addressed. Um, um, we are busy as wise with numerous sexual harassment cases with law firms, with uh, corporate South Africa, and we, we're winning almost all of them because we, we're forcing corporate to look at themselves. We're placing a mirror before them to, to address the treatment of their employees. You cannot say that you the, the people are your most important uh, commodity, uh, uh, um, asset in your organization, right? When you treat them the way you do. So we, we're forcing the CEOs, we're forcing human resource uh, uh, executives to not shy away from addressing sexual harassment when it raises its head, its, its head in the organization. We will continue and it needs all of us to be foot, foot soldiers to fight the scourge of gender based to change this country for the better, uh, to make sure that we have uh, respect for the, for, the men, for the women that we claim have uh, our source of life, right? You, you know, if you if you think deep about what you are saying that I'm a, I'm your source of life, but the treatment that you meet out is contrary to to that uh, statement. I always say to my son, the the day you 
put a hand on another woman, know that you are doing that to your mother, right? And he understands that on a daily basis because I have those conversations with him to understand that the, the burden cannot be placed and will not be placed on women. He's got a responsibility in any relationship. You decide to pregnate a woman, you take responsibility. You, you do not run away from your, responsi your responsibility. We've got cases of men who now are finding other alternative ways of not paying maintenance, right? They're becoming very creative, right? Someone has to take care of their responsibility. When you took the decisions to have sex, you, there were consequences. You can't run away from that. We then cannot burden the state with looking after those children that the mother must now go and apply for a child grant because the man is somewhere having maybe sex with someone else and knowing full well that if the woman falls pregnant, it's not his responsibility, it's the woman's responsibility. Why didn't she prevent? Why didn't she do this? Why didn't she do that? So the burden continues to be placed on women. Mm, it's yeah. about time that we also, as men, look at what our responsibility is and, and take it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of this discussion with Advocate Brenda Madumis. Before I let you out, Advocate, I'm yep. just going through your Twitter profile, and you're talking about institutions and framing and characterization of things. I was quite struck. First of all, when I was reading out your biography, yep. I wasn't mistaken when I said she has also served as chairman of various organizations. That is something I'm reading against your name yep. on your website at Wise for Africa, as well as on your Twitter profile. First word in your biography, chairman. Yes. Of business unity South it Africa. Was, it's deliberate. What's going on there? Because you you would know you would know you're a law student. You know that it's from Manus. Manus does not refer to a man, right? Mm. Yes. Okay, I hear that clarity. <laughs> I appreciate that. I didn't know that, but uh, nonetheless, it's an interesting conversation. Advocate Brenda Madumisa, thank you so much for your time and your perspectives. Especially thank you for being able to get as many calls as we did. Not least among them, the delinquent. Leanne Mateis. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Songeza, for giving us the opportunity. 2049. It's time out now with advocate Brenda Madumisa. After the short ad break, Mr. Kola Makulu, national spokesperson for the EFF Student Brigade, talking to us about the national shutdown of universities. What the hell?